Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Authors on the Air. I'm your host, Pam Stack. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. You may have noticed that I'm using my original theme music, which was composed and played by author Robert Gregory Brown, who's also a fabulous musician in his own right. I thought it only appropriate because today I want to introduce you to some of the hosts in the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Um, since we started, I started this show uh, seven and a half years ago, uh, a lot of things have changed. We now have almost 30 podcasts or live shows. We have a full book review team. And I thought it would be nice for you to get to know who my colleagues are that I love working with every single day. So first of all, I want to say thank you for tuning in. You can listen to us in every podcast site there is. We are on SoundCloud, in iTunes, Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn. All you people who are coughing and choking, we can hear everything, just to let you know, because um, nobody's on mute. And you can listen to us on Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, every place that you hear podcasts. Just Google us and you'll find us. So, Alex, are you here? Alex, are you here? Hello? Okay. Alex, you're not here. So I'm I'm going to go with Alexia. My yes, first I'm guest it, right now is Alexia Gordon. Um, one of the most important things you should know about her is that she is a family practice doctor and travels around the country doing her job, and she can tell us more about it. But what's really important to me is that Alexia writes a series, the Gethsemane Brown series. She's an, a Lefty Award winner, nominated for an, an Ag, Agatha also. And she was chosen by Suspense Magazine as one of the best debuts of 2016. So, um, Alexia Gordon, welcome to Authors on the Air. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Um, uh, you know, I was happy to have you join the network because cozy mysteries are so popular now, and you've just won so many accolades for your writing. Um, when do you find the time, being the busy physician you are, and writing, and also you've managed to do this podcast? Oh, I, I do a lot of my writing in airports. I, I, I invested in a couple of airport lounge memberships, so I'd have uh, plenty of easy access to outlets and, and coffee. And uh, actually <laughs> writing on the airplane uh, is, is fun. Um, I'm, I'm not the chatty seatmate type, so I'll often write on the airplane. And um, I actually work for the government, so... I unless I'm traveling, I don't have to work evenings and weekends. Oh, nice. Very nice indeed. Um, that's great to hear. Now, how did you decide that you wanted to um, that you wanted to not only be the physician, but how did you figure out that you wanted to start writing books? I know you've always been a big reader, but um, Tell me about how you started writing. Well, I actually, the, the writing actually came first. I've, I ah. enjoyed writing as, as a kid, 
I even, you know, wrote in a couple of our school library had a couple of of bookmaking classes. So I I just found them on my parents' bookshelves at home, some of my early efforts. Uh, But my parents, being the practical sort who grew up during the Depression, quite wisely pointed out that I needed uh, to find a career that would uh, make sure to pay all of my bills because they weren't going to support me for my whole life. Uh, So that's who the... (laughs) Uh, so the medicine came in, um, and medicine actually involves a lot of detective work, and so it kind of dovetailed my love of mysteries. Um, you know, solving uh, solving crimes has you know, the the clues are similar to investigating signs and symptoms and trying to figure out what what ails someone. Interesting. Um, let's talk about your show. You've been now you've been broadcasting for about I don't know. A month, month and a half, two months now. Um, how are you liking it? And tell us about the Cozy Corner. Uh, actually, I'm enjoying it. I was, uh, frankly, terrified when you first asked me. Uh, <laughs> but after my <laughs> after my first interview, uh, which was with uh, Valerie Burns at uh, Malice Domestic and uh, Gigi Pondian was my second, um, also at, at Malice Domestic, and they were uh, so happy to talk to me and, and gave such wonderful answers, and it was like having a conversation. And then I actually yep. took a podcasting 101 class at my local library that allayed some of my anxiety about the technical aspects. Uh, so using the, the technology that's available and all of the authors have been so wonderful to me, it's actually turned out to be a lot of fun. Excellent. I love that. Tell us where everyone can find you on the web, please, just about you. Uh, they can find me at uh, my website is Alexia Gordon, all one word, dot net. Uh, they can also find me on Facebook at Alexia Gordon underscore writer, uh, Twitter at Alexia Gordon, and Instagram is Dr. Lex1995. Um, I want to also say you are pro- a prolific social media user and generally are laughing about your experiences in the airport, which cracks me up all the time because you travel more <laughs> than anybody I know. And you have got some snarky things to say, which is hysterical. <laughs> Stay tuned. The next, My next guest is Christy Stratus. I had the pleasure and the honor of interviewing Christy not too long ago, even though she's been in the network for a while now. Um, Hi, Christy. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled that you're here. You know, um, it's hard for me to to describe you because you wear so many different hats. Um, You are an award-winning writer. You hold a degree in English literature. You're the author of Anatomy of a Darkened Heart and Brotherhood of Secrets, which are kind of dark Victoriana, not necessarily a genre that I would read except for when you were coming on the show. So you've had a bunch of short stories and and poetry published. Um, You also have contributed to anthologies. You read every genre and world literature. Plus, you are the host of Creative Edge Writers Showcase. Um, You are the host of the Writers Edge, which is a live stream panel discussion on writing and publishing. You were the official YouTube NaNoWriMo YouTube guide. You've just kind of done it all. You also um, edit and publish. What haven't you done that you still want to do? 
That's a great question. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it, I would love to. I guess the only thing left would be to publish other people. <laughs> I guess that's where uh, it would have to go from here, which is actually something I'm looking into doing um, through my editing company, which is called Proof Positive, and you can find it at proofpositivepro.com. We're thinking of starting to do, at some point, um, anthologies and um, publishing that kind of thing. But, yeah, it, I have definitely had my hand in, in almost everything, um, poetry, short stories, you know, uh, novels, publishing myself, and um, just pretty much everything. You covered it really well. Wow. Now, um, on Writer's Showcase, you spotlight different genres. You don't have only one genre that you are, are sticking with. You interview uh, inter- authors from all different genres, correct? Yes, that's absolutely right. And you also do a video cast. Which is really interesting um, because you do it so well. No one, it's not like Facebook Live. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a, it's actually great. But you have special software on your Mac that makes this possible for you, correct? I use iMovie, which is actually something that comes with my Mac. But you know, I, I uh, will do the full interview, and you know, if I have to edit it, I will. But otherwise, I do cut down to um, like a teaser and then put that on Facebook so people um, can see generally what I'm going to be um, interviewing about. And then I have the full one, uh, of course, like you said, everywhere, pretty much everywhere you can listen to podcasts. It's magnificent. Um, Hang on and don't go away. I want, but first, before I let you go and ask, I'm going to be back, uh, tell everyone where they can find you on the web and social media. Absolutely. You can find me. Um, I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Christy Stratus. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Christy underscore Stratus. And I'm also on the dark, under the Dark Victoriana collection, which has Victorian images, if you are interested in that. Um, on Facebook as well, uh, Christy Stratus again. And Twitter, the same handle. And, um, of course, you can find me through Authors on the Air under Creative Edge Writers Showcase, where, as Pam said, we interview all different kinds of genres and people, including Humphrey Hawksley, Peter James, Robert J. Sawyer, people like that. And uh, thank you so much for having me, Pam. Uh, I'm thrilled you're here. Don't go away. My next guest is no stranger to teaching a master class in crime fiction. He's no stranger to doing podcasting. And I feel thrilled that he wanted to join the Authors on the Air Network after we had an impromptu chat at Thriller Fest one year. DP Doug Lyle is well known in the writing community, not only for, for advising other writers on medical issues, he is another physician in the network, but also um, he does a master class called Criminal Let's see, Criminal Mischief, The Art and Science of Crime Fiction. Doug Lyle, welcome to Authors on the Air. Thanks for having me, Pam. I appreciate it. I'm glad you're here. Um, Doug, You, so you've got your medical practice, which I know you're not doing full-time. You also write for all different kinds of magazines. You also teach um, how to write crime fiction. You also do the podcast. You're very you're in Suspense magazine. What don't you do that you still want to do? Go to the moon. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, I grew up in Huntsville, so I get where they built the rockets. So I, as a kid, I wanted to do that. 
Uh, no, nah, man, I'm doing exactly what I want to do. You know, I'm writing books. I get to play a little golf. I still practice medicine. I mean, what else is there? I don't know. You you do it all, <laughs> and you do it so well. I have often said that that anyone who wants to write crime fiction needs to listen to your podcast because, and it's some, and I don't write as you know, but from the first episode where you talked about all the different ways to die, I was hooked. Because you'd never even think about that. And then you've you've kind of taken apart all of these ways and methods that one may kill another or one may die. And you've kind of dissected them, and they're fascinating. And one of my favorite episodes is when you talked about the Terminator. Will you tell us a little bit about that, please? Yeah. yeah uh, well, the, the – the, the subtitle of this, Criminal Mischief, the Art and Science of Crime Fiction, I decided that if I was going to do a podcast after you approached me, I said, I'll think right. of something. I decided I just wanted it to be a little podcast where I just talked about stuff. I didn't want to do interviews because there's some great people already doing that. Why, right. why reinvent the wheel? And so I want to talk about the art of writing, the craft of writing, but I also want to talk about the science of it, forensic science, medical science, all that. What you're referring to is I did a a thing about thrillers. How? What are the steps of the thriller? What are the things that are required to make something a thriller? And then I followed it up with what I call the autopsy of a thriller, and basically took the movie The Terminator, which if you want to write thrillers, you must watch and dissect that movie. It hits on all the points, and right. dissected it scene by scene as to wh- where the turning points are, where the mesh points are, where the the midpoint is, where the crisis is, all this stuff, and and just dissected the thriller literally scene by scene. And um, I think it helps people see a story that way, and it helps you understand how to create your own story. It was a fascinating thing. I'm addicted to your show, and even though I'm never going to write a a book, but it (laughs) does also help me to understand when a book is really well done, because as you all know, I read between four and 500 books a year and I read across genre, but I'm particularly fond of, you know, crime fiction, whether it's thrillers, mysteries, suspense, procedurals, whatever it happens to be. So I really like those a lot. So you've really helped me out. Um, Doug, real quickly, let's I want to do this before I, I forget Tell us where we can find you on the web. Uh, if you go to my website, dplylemd.com, dplylemd.com, you can connect there to everything, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, of course, the podcast, my blog, and the radio show that Jen Burke and I did for three and a half years, Crime and Science Radio. All those shows are there. So you can connect to everything in my little writing world just by going to that website. Plus find out about all my books and me and whatever else. And you have a new book coming out in October, correct? I do. Yep. What is the name of that book? Skin in the Game. It's the Skin in the Game. It's the first in a new series I call my Kane Harper series. Bobby Kane and Harper McCoy. So All right. Don't go away unless you have to take off. Uh, My next host I met after I interviewed him, uh, his name is Gavin Reese. Gavin was a law enforcement officer 
and um, would never show his face because he did a lot of undercover work, but he also worked with a lot of victims of crime, which kind of endeared me to him. Uh, He also writes two different series that eventually will merge together. He is the host of Writers on the Beat, where crime writers meet crime fighters. And as a matter of fact, I'm so tickled every time that he, that I hear, listen to his show. I want you to just hear his intro music. It's so simple, but it kind of really describes his show. So here we go. I just love that music. Welcome, Gavin. Thank you so much for having me, Pam. I, I enjoy coming on your show every time, and uh, pretty soon it's going to be like an SNL thing where I'm going to be the Alec Baldwin of uh, Authors on the Air. Well, there you go, and that's okay. I, I enjoy having yes. you on. I want to just give a shout-out for how great you did at Thriller Fest with your interviews. Um, seems like everyone you spoke to really had a great time. Did you? Yeah, it was absolutely a fantastic experience. I'm, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to have gone to that. And and like I've you know said from the beginning, my my guests have really made that show. And um, your ability to to network and to to help me find super high quality people and you know get them on the show and even convincing you know a, a Doug to come on and 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 put up with me. It's it's been fantastic. I really appreciate it. So tell us who some of your you know we started off with. Because you are a former law enforcement officer who wrote, it's not unusual. There are a lot of uh, former or current law enforcement uh, officers, both male and female, who write crime fiction. Um, Let's talk about some of those who you've interviewed. Who have you been Mm -hmm. some of your favorite guests? Because you've got a long list of people that you've spoken to already. Yeah, it's. It, I've been really, really blessed with everybody that's that's willing to come on and donate some time and some expertise. I I think of those that are writing from their personal experience, whether you know cops or military. I think probably my my favorite cop that I've talked to is Mark Cameron, who was a, mm-hmm. a chief deputy U.S. marshal before he retired. Um, my favorite interview on the military and espionage side is probably Brad Taylor. Uh, that was an mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic interview, especially on the concept of uh, of rough justice. And uh, you know, it's such a, a, a requisite in in the thriller genre that you know, if you let your bad guy get off too light, the readers really don't like. It. Um, and you know, even uh, probably my my favorite unique interview um, was when I got the chance to speak with uh, with Jeffrey Dahmer's former landlord um, and talk about the. The, the crime scene aftermath that, that she and her husband had uh, got the chance to, or rather were forced to inherit from the uh, Milwaukee Police Department when they finally closed that investigation out. And it was hopefully an eye-opening thing for people to, to realize that, you know, the cops and the coroners and all those people don't do cleanup and you end up walking into uh, a really chaotic mess that you have to figure out how to deal with. Yeah, um, I, I actually know someone who does forensic cleaning and mm-hmm. um it's not a job i'd want to do first of all if you if, if for those of you who've never been around like anybody a body that's been dead for a while or blood that's been around it stinks horribly so uh you know you can just imagine that in a crime scene and it's it's really horrible um 
before don't go away but tell everybody where we can find you on the webs and social media uh probably the easiest if you were on um facebook and twitter more than anything else uh, i have an instagram account but i probably have already forgotten to log into it but uh facebook <laughs> is uh, just gavin gavin reese author and uh twitter is gavin the cop and i think the instagram is gavin the cop as well but uh very yeah, good. The, the best place to find it would be the website to gavinreese.com. Okay, don't go away. My next guest has been with me. Let's see, how long have you been on this? Sh- have you had your show now, Matt? Going on two years. I'm sorry. Who's this? <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 this is this is my this is my problem child. <laughs> oh, I thought I, I I thought I was on hold with AT and T. Sorry. <laughs> Matt, how long you have you are. been doing crime? You, you, know, you are. How long have you been doing Crime Corner, Matt Coyle? You know, I was thinking about that the other day, and this is this is what, how getting old sucks. I, it's either two or three years. I can't I can't decide which one. I, I think it's three. I think it's I three. I think it is two. I'm not sure. So let's listen to Matt's intro. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unless you, you can you can keep talking over me and we can make it shorter. <laughs> um when I listen to your theme music for your show, it really reminds me of a cop TV show but earlier, not something modern day. It reminds me of maybe The Fugitive or a show like that. Was that in your intention when you chose this music? Um, well, let's see. I think I was looking for something under $21. I think this was 20. So it it probably took me about a week to figure something. First of all, I didn't really know how to maneuver that well through the, um, the website, but, uh, right. I went back and forth and some stuff, but I just like, this is just, I like the adrenaline to it and, uh, all things crime. So I I thought it made sense, but yeah, I do have a little bit of a retro look on, on life. So I'm talking to award-winning author Matt Coyle of the Rick Cahill series. Um, you have a new book coming out in December, is it? When does that new book release? That's right. December. Uh, Lost um, Tomorrows comes out in December. You know, you and I have talked often about titles for your books, and you said it's the hardest thing that you've ever done. But I think Lost Tomorrows is one of the better titles that I've heard for a book in a long time. Um, where do you get the titles from when you finally finish your writing? Well, generally they come uh, organically through the, uh, the book themselves. Sometimes it'll be, in fact, often it'll be a line that was in the, in the story. Uh, but because I had the, the first book I wrote yesterday's echo, I had two, uh, two word title and my publisher liked the idea of a two word title. So now I'm kind of stuck and, uh, it makes it, 
it makes it so you have to sort of distill the story down. It's kind of a good process, actually. It makes you kind of distill the story down to just to a couple of words. But um, uh, most of the, most of the titles work pretty well for the stories. This one particularly does um, for for Rick Cahill. You mentioned when I spoke to you before that Rick. Um, we're going to learn an awful lot about Rick in the next book. Are you still right. going to be talking about Rick, though? Or we're not gonna we're not gonna lose him, are we? I can't talk about that. Ah, okay. <laughs> be that it's way. Not my purview. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. It sounds almost like the Mueller hearings today, uh, no. which I listened to an NPR. Um, you won an Anthony Award for best first novel for yesterday's Echo. You also won um, the San Diego Book Award for Best Mystery and the Ben Franklin Award for Best New Voice in Fiction. So that was pretty good. And then your next book, you got um, a bookreporter.com reviewer's favorite book of 2015, and you were a finalist for the Anthony the Seamus and the Lefty Awards. So, so far, you're not doing too shabby. The next book was Dark Fishers, and you got... Uh, you were a finalist for McCavity and Lefty, and again, a top pick for Book Reporter. Blood Truth was Seamus and a Lefty finalist, a Forward Reviews Book of the Year Silver Award winner for Thriller and Suspense, and a top pick once again by Book Reporter, who must be a relative of yours. Um, yep. That's the only thing I can figure. <laughs> uh, you also have a really cool dog named Angus that um, you have a separate – You have a custody sharing agreement with. So I know that your life is miserable for a week out of the year or a weekend, whenever it is. Um, how do you like being a podcaster and, or a, actually a broadcaster? Cause your show's live in this network. Uh, I like it when things go well, which is about uh, 80% of the time. Um, as you know, you call me the problem child. There's always something that goes <laughs> wrong. It makes it exciting. My very first episode, I had Robin Purcell on something I did wrong. She couldn't hear me, so uh, I started the first show I had screaming into the microphone. Can anyone hear me for four <laughs> minutes? And I just stopped the show. It's gotten better since then, but uh, there's yeah, always has. potential for a disaster. Tell me well, some like of the it. highlights. Tell me some of the Well, interviewing guests Doug of- Lyle a couple times is always a highlight. Yep. Also, also known as GP Lyle. Uh, I got to interview a couple of my uh, heroes and somewhat mentors, uh, Robert Crace and T. Jefferson Parker. Yeah. So that was a highlight for me. I'm, ha- I'm actually going to have a CJ Box on in a couple weeks. And uh, Friday, I'm going to have a debut author, uh, Carl Vondero, who's in my writer's group. And he is a really good writer. His first book, Murderbillion, is really good. I mean, this is, this is a really good debut novel. So I'm looking forward to that. I love it. Very good. Tell everyone where you are on the webs, please. Uh, MacCoilBooks.com, and then I'm on Facebook where I share time with Angus. And Instagram, I'm just learning how. I think that's mcoil044. And Twitter, I know how to retweet things. Very good. Hang on and don't go away. <laughs> Next up is Dr. Natasha Bajima. Um I could talk about her for a half hour. Hi, Natasha. How are you? Hey, Pam. How are you doing? So Dr. Natasha Bajima, I met at a Thriller Fest 
She, um, we, we ended up, I don't know, were we in line or, I don't remember we were exactly in line how for, it was. Uh, for George, uh, George R. Um, signing. Right, right, that's what it was. Um, Dr. Bajima, or Natasha, is the host of Authors of Mass Destruction. And it is a particularly important title because Natasha is Dr. Natasha Bajima, who is an expert on the weapons of mass destruction. Uh, she has counseled the Pentagon and numerous other uh, official places. She also is an author. She does her podcast. I want you to hear the beginning of her podcast because it's really, really great. So hold on just a minute. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Authors of Mass Destruction podcast with fiction author and national security expert Natasha Bajma. Join me as I interview subject matter experts about weapons of mass destruction and emerging technologies and authors who write about them. We'll discuss the ethical, societal, and technical aspects of science and technology so that you can tell great stories and still get the details right. Very nice. Um, your show is so professionally done that um, that uh, I it blows me away that you haven't been doing this for years and years. But I kind of stole you away from yourself, so I don't <laughs> feel so bad. Myself is very very mad. <laughs> Let's talk about how you became a national security expert. Yeah, so, I mean, I had lived overseas in Germany for a number of years, and I always was interested in international policy, and um, I wanted to go to grad school, so one day I decided I would, and I got out to Monterey, California, a very small, beautiful town, and that's where the uh, Monterey Institute of International Studies was located, now called Middlebury, and... Um, uh, basically, they specialize in weapons of mass destruction there, and I hadn't really known of such things until I got there, and it was really my friends who dragged me into it. So we would get, go to the bar. There was like a few bars in town. Every Friday night, they would talk about weapons of mass destruction, and I wanted to be part of the conversation. Well, you were, and you are, and you've even written books uh, that talk about biological weapons. Tell me some of the people that you've interviewed on your show, Authors of Mass Destruction. So um, I think some of my most memorable interviews are Andrew Maynard. So we kicked off um, with him. He's an expert on emerging technologies. Recently written a book called Films from the Future, where he talks about emerging technologies through the lens of science fiction films. Um, great book, highly recommended, a very, very engaging interview. Um, one of my favorites recently is with Max Brooks, the author of World War Z. I actually met him at um, a U.S. Special Forces Command event. Um, he was a keynote speaker. I was a speaker. Um, I introduced myself. We had breakfast, and we talked about Hollywood. And so at, at some point, I'm like, hey, you need to be on my podcast. He said, yeah, I'd love to. How cool is that? Where, what is your website? My website is www.natashabajima.com. Don't go away. Okay. Is Pamela Fagan Hutchins with me? I am. Okay. 
I, I hear all this noise in the background, and I wonder if it's you talking to Petey. Is he with you? No, I am all by myself, and it is quiet as a mouse where I am. Good. Okay. So let's talk, my dear. How are you? I'm super. I really think this is so much fun, and I'm so glad you're doing it. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you for asking. So I want to play the Wine, Women, and Writing intro. Here we go. I'm not talking for a minute. If anybody has their computer on to this, um, to this, please turn it off, okay? Because there's a lot of background noise. Sorry. Um, I'm sorry, Pamela. That's okay. It sounds like somebody's just not muted. Yeah, somebody's not muted. Well, everybody's mics are open, but I was hoping they wouldn't talk during the show. Hey, listen, you know, when you and I had our interview, I told you that I had been following your book, reading your books for a while, and that they were so much fun for me. And you and I had so much fun on that podcast. I said, will you please do a show? And you immediately said yes. Not only do you do a really fun show, you also do a video cast. Correct? I do. I, I and, do, and I, I've gotten somewhat able to, you know, fumble my way through it. At first, it was a little technologically challenging. <laughs> so do you Facebook Live, or do you use something else? I do a, a podcast through Zoom, and I Facebook Live through Zoom, and then I um, I go in and grab my Facebook Live um uh, download and use that on YouTube. So there's many steps to the magical process, but that Facebook Live I find gets the greatest engagement from people. You know, um, I love how quirky you are because you always start off your show saying, you know, we're going to talk about stuff and some of it may be TMI and some of it might be cuss words because you and I really enjoy using cuss words. So I appreciate you a lot that you say that and you're really right up front. And I also appreciate the fact that the last time I interviewed you, your dog Petey was sitting with you and snored through the entire podcast, which really <laughs> reminded me of who I am in the big scheme of things. <laughs> He's such a mess. He went on this 60 Cities in 60 Days book tour with me a few years ago, and I was like, the, who cares? Petey was the star. And he gets on those podcasts, and with Doom, there's a doorbell sound when your guest comes on. And so the uh-huh. doorbell goes off, and he thinks, I'm on. This is my podcast. And he comes and sits right beside me, looks up at me. Halfway through, he always falls asleep and starts snoring. So I guess I'm not that That's exciting. That's so funny. <laughs> None of us must be in Petey's world. So, so not only are you an author, you are also an attorney. You do this video cast. You live in Snowersville and ride big old draft horses. You're married to a hunk who's got a big brain. 
You also <laughs> have a couple other little businesses going on too. Which is your favorite thing to do? I mean, of course, being oh married to Eric has to be it. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 Eric. Man, Eric is is he is a hunk. Um, so Eric <laughs> and I are storyboarding partners as well as partners in crime and you know writing of draft horses and everything else. So it all kind of revolves around our partnership and that we're so incredibly blessed to have so much fun. We have these great places, these great adventures, these fantastic adult kids, five of them. And we're just, you know, we're just the pigs and shits. I mean, we, we are. I love it. So (laughs) I love it. It would have to be him. I'm seriously glad not to be actively practicing law anymore. That I'll tell you at the bottom of the list, but the rest is all good. I love it. Tell listeners where they can find you on the web, please. Yes, you can find my website at PamelaFaganHutchins.com, which is um, F-A-G-A-N, F as in Frank, A-G-A-N, for the middle piece there. Very good. Don't go away. Is Alex Dolan with me? Alex Dolan, are you here? Is Randy Powers here? Nope. Yep, okay. Here. Who's who's oh, that? Is that Randy? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, hi. Hi, Randy. <laughs> hi. How are you? This is Randy Powers, who is the host of Practical Prepping Period and the father of two of the most adorable girls you've ever seen in your life. Uh, he He posts about them often and his wonderful wife, Alice. Randy, um, welcome to Authors on the Air. It's been a while since you've actually been a guest here. But when I spoke to you originally, many years ago, we talked about preparedness, not from a survivalist or a, 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 you know, go live in a cave type thing or in an underground bunker for your whole life. Uh, But we've talked about preparedness, and it was particularly important to me because I live in South Florida, where I was born and raised in Miami, and now I'm in Fort Myers, and we have hurricanes pretty often. So you told me some really practical things that I think a lot of us who live through um, who hurricanes or weather events know. What would you like other people to know when they listen to your show? Well, basically, my big goal is to use the platform to reinforce the idea that you can be um, extremely happy in your life. You can be extremely quote-unquote normal in your life and still position yourself uh, in terms of preparedness to where you could mitigate the impacts on you and your family of virtually any regional issue with very little effort. Uh, and just a little bit of focus and even less time. So you don't have to do anything extravagant to to be ready for the like 99% of the things that are going to happen to us uh, in our daily lives. And once you just adopt that mindset of let me get squared away while the sun is still shining, then you are set free to live your best life without having to worry about those things because you've already taken care of them. And, of course, everyone's situation is a little bit different. It's Like you said, it's based on where you live, based on the circumstances in your life, but it's very easily done. And I just want to encourage people to take those steps and get that done, 
And if there's anything else uh, I'd like to do through the podcast is to use the uh, the platform to help people see the bigger picture because once you get the basic square way uh, of preparedness, you might ask yourself, well, now what do I do? Uh, and at that point, it's very easy to become complacent. But the world is big and it's varied and it is dangerous at times. So I like to bring on guests who can help you pull back a little bit, uh, look at more than just your immediate situation, and hopefully have a better understanding of what's going on in the world at large. And then that will then allow you to focus back in and see if you need to adjust anything in your preparedness plan. Okay, let's take a listen to the introduction of your show. Practical Prepping Period, coming to you live from the foothills of North Georgia. I'm your host, Randy Powers. Now let's see what we can learn from one another. Another excellent, excellent intro, and I have to tell you, um, Randy really knows his media, uh, and I'm not going to say how he knows that, but he does. He knows what he's talking about. Every episode of the show is important. You also wrote um, a book called Practical Tactical. Is that the right title for it? Well, the, there's two. There's okay. The Practical Tactical Manual is, is sort of like a um, back pocket quick start guide to personal preparedness, and it, it is okay. titled the Practac Quick Start Guide. And then there's right. also another one. And go ahead and tell us that one. Well, that would be Practical Prepping, No Apocalypse Required, and that was a bit of good fortune. Um, my blog uh, that I wrote or still write when I have time for my website led me to an author by the name of Stephen Conkley. Um, yep. And I talked to him about a book uh, that had to do with this topic and, and thought it was really interesting. And we, we hit off a friendship, uh, stayed in contact, and the friendship grew over time. And about a year and a half to two years after I originally interviewed him for my blog, he had the idea of asking me to sort of consult on a trilogy that he was going to write. And that went really well. And then from that point, he said, well, let's write a book and keep it light and funny and put this material in front of people so that they can do it uh, without being overwhelmed, which seems to be one of the biggest problems when it comes to personal preparedness because people start to think about things, and uh, then they're just – they don't know where to begin. And we just wanted to take the stress and the fear out of it for them, and that book is a pretty good vessel to do that, and I am thankful to this day. Uh, that Steve trusted me enough to let me be a part of that project, and um, everything everything I have to say about that project is good. Um, for those of you who listen to my show, you know that Steve Conkley has been a guest here many times. He um, he was writing uh, uh, post apocalyptic and dystopian. He writes some of the best fiction, crime fiction I've ever read. He served in the Navy. Served. 
for the Marines, too, I think. Um, he's a really funny guy, great sense of humor, and I hope that you go and get Randy Powers and Steve Conkley's books together. Randy, where is a good place for us to find out a little bit more about you and preparedness? The best place is probably the podcast webpage, which is uh, – you can just search it on Facebook, Practical Prepping Period, uh, and it should pop up for you. And if you find that topic, that genre interesting, then you might want to delve deeper and find my other Facebook page, which is for my little um, preparedness consulting business, which is Practical Tactical. Uh, you can find that on Facebook as well. Uh, and there's a website – by that name uh, too that's associated with what I do to help get the word out about preparedness which is practical tactical the number four uh, you.com and you can find all sorts of fun preparedness stuff there to get yourself started or get in touch with me if you have any specific questions because that's what it's all about for me is getting out the good word about preparedness and trying to do my little part to be a good citizen and help other people get ready I really appreciate that. And so uh, if you can stay, stay. If not, I understand your children call to you and it's, you know, that's fine. Um, I want to go on now and play the intro for Romancing the Reader. admit when I heard this intro music I wanted to steal it for myself it was so good (laughs) (laughs) Romancing the Reader is hosted by Tessa and Riley Riley has been out and not able to participate in this conversation but Tessa is here hi Tessa welcome to Authors on the Air hi Pam thank you so much for having me I'm thrilled that you're here Um, in all honesty I will tell you that Tessa Russ is my left and my right hand. She is our network administrator. She is an avid reader. She started our book review team. She is a graphic artist. She is a web designer. She's a social media wizard. And she also hosts Romancing the Reader. Um, Tessa, besides having nothing whatsoever to do, um, you have Mm -hmm. a tendency to interview either indie or small press authors, correct? Yes, I do, and I love that. Um, You've told me that the reason you like doing that is because those authors generally don't get the marketing bucks behind them that a larger publisher would, or because they're independently published, they're self-published. Do you have any favorites that you've, you've done? Oh my gosh, Pam! <laughs> um, I, well, they're all my favorites. They're uh-huh. all really good authors. They are uh-huh. um, all um, need, need to get their name out there. Need to get their books out there. But you know, sometimes that's not possible with you know finances and and everything. But um, I will say that. Um, my very first interview was with a paranormal romance author, Sherry Leah Morgan. Um, mm-hmm. She's um, 
a really, really, really good author uh, of the Lost Trinket series. It's a best-selling series, and I'm really proud to be able to say that I'm having a special podcast coming up with her on Tuesday, August the 30th. She's going to stop here in person uh, at the Central Florida studio and have an interview with me. So I'm very excited about that. Well, it sounds fabulous. And I know that you're very interested in also um, helping authors learn how to do their social media. So you do a lot and you provide almost all the graphics for the authors on the air global radio network. I want to thank you for that. Um, You also have um, a promotions company where you do PR and promotions for writers. Would you please give us that web address? Uh, Yes. uh, The uh, company is called Poised Pen Productions. The web address is poisedpenpro.com. And we're on Facebook as Poised Pen Productions. And we're on Twitter at Poised Pen Pro. And your show is called Romancing the Reader. You interview about once a month because you have other things going on, correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, I want to thank uh, you for – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. I'm sorry. Uh, We we interview once a month uh, as a rule. Um, This this week that I have two shows, and – but we do try to stick with one show a month, and we're we're actually booked up for almost the whole year, and so we're really wow. happy about that. Wow. Well, I'm really happy as your producer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, thank you so much. This is Tessa, and her partner is Riley, who could not be with us today. The show is called Romancing the Reader, and it is not only romance, by the way. Uh, next up, we have... Tina Susetic, whose show is called Your Book Garden. Let me just let you listen to the intro of her show. Welcome now, the host of Your Book Garden, award-winning author, Tina Susetic. Hi, Tina. How are you? Hi, Pam. I'm, just, I'm doing great. You know, um, <laughs> it's really funny because you, you've been with us for a few years now, and I remember when I first interviewed you, you were on with a panel, and I loved everything you had to say, even though you kind of consider yourself an introvert, probably a lot of writers do, but you were so interesting. And plus the fact you have such a different point of view. Your worldview is very different from mine because you live in the opposite end of the country from me just about, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. I live in the cold zone. (laughs) 
so, Northwestern Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about the books that you write, because I know you also have a pen name. You don't have to tell us that if you don't want to. But um, what kind of books interest you? Well, I'd love to write mystery um, with romance, um, but they all, all my books have to have some type of mystery or suspense in it. Um, <laughs> under my pen name, Anita Kittisu, I write erotic romance, but they also have to have some Hello. type of mystery to, to them. Um, and then I write children's books, and I've also written several um, history books and military books, non, nonfiction. So I'm kind of like, I'm all, all over the place. <laughs> You sure are, but you have some really great guests on your book garden. And I, when I was listening to your intro music, I was thinking, that's so perfect that I could see sitting outside under an umbrella with my feet up on a bench, you know, drinking iced tea and reading a book. It was it's really appropriate to your show. Tell me who are some of the people that you've interviewed. Oh man, um, I've interviewed the authors of My Dear Hamilton, which was amazing except they didn't show up right away so I was ready to just talk about the books I've had J.R. Ward Nancy Nagel um, you know all sorts of different genres um, hence the title of my show your 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 book garden I love flowers right. and I love you know they have a variety of flowers so I do a variety of of books um, you know mystery suspense historical um, and I've just you know after the first show where I thought I was going to throw up when I was done um <laughs> I've I've really been in I, I've really been enjoying it I'm having a, a lot of fun um you know and all the authors that I've interviewed have just been wonderful so Tina let me introduce you to the doctor Alexia Gordon who who, should, <laughs> who can help you with your upset stomach but she told me the same thing you know she didn't oh. think she said she was so nervous so <laughs> tell everybody where they can find you on the webs please Oh, I got to close the window. There's a train going by. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> if they go to my website, www.tina-susthetic.com, you can catch a link to, you know, to Twitter, Pinterest, um, in, no, I'm not in, on Instagram, um, um, all the other social media outlets. Very good. Thank you. And I have to, and, and, and I can just, oh, I'm sorry, can I just ahead. add one thing? Yeah. Tessa is my, Tessa is my PA and she is, fantastic and she's the one who designed my website so if you go there that is tessa's work i just had to put a little plug in for her because she's wonderful i'm glad you did okay i'm done she is wonderful <laughs> thank you um alex dolan are you here yet alex dolan are you here yet no okay tom pitts are you here yes there he is <laughs> tom pitts i'm here hold Hold on just one second. Let's find the music for Skid Row Chatter. I love this because it's actually Tom singing. Tom, that was you in your rock and roll heyday. Are you still a rock and roller? 
in the last century. I'm not a rock and roller, and I proved it today by listening to uh, seven hours of the Mueller testimony while I drove around of my job. <laughs> yeah, I listened to it too when I was in the car. It was pretty freaking boring, wasn't it? Uh, and oh, well, nothing, you know, it really, nothing... it really makes me miss makes me miss Michael Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Pitts is uh, a, a crime fiction writer. He's won a couple of awards, some of them from this network. Um, he's extremely popular in San Francisco in the area where he grew up, and he hosts Skid Row Chatter, which was definitely his name, his title for the show. You've had some pretty interesting conversations on your show, Tom. Um, who did you like the best, or who were some of the top interviews that you did? You know, I, recently I was I was scrolling through uh, uh, before before the last show and just kind of uh, just just sort of looking back on, on on the episodes, and I had forgotten I had forgotten you know Johnny Shaw that was a great one right that ridiculous right. long one with uh, uh, Vancouver's Chris Walter, but uh, right. Max uh, uh, Max Allen Collins is is at the is, is right up there at the top. That was a great. Uh, it just it was just a, it was a kick to interview him, and he was a great interview, and it just uh, uh, seemed to be on fire. Uh, Joe Lansdale was 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 pretty darn great. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I you know, I, I, I sort of branched off into sort of this weird uh, rock and roll type uh, uh, genre stuff, and some of those have been pretty fun too. The guy who wrote the replacements book was a was a blast. Yeah. Well, I always kind of toss those to you because I know nothing about the punk scene and you do. And um, I just figured, you know, who better than to interview than Tom Pitts? Um, You you have your family out there, but you also attend a lot of noir at the bar and different type of literary events. It's a pretty happening scene out in San Francisco, isn't it? You know, it's it's it's. It was. It, it hasn't been lately, and I don't know whether that's just because my own myopic view, uh, uh, or if I'm just not getting out or, or what. But um, Mr. Joe Clifford stopped doing his his lip service West um, right readings, were, which were these really fun uh, uh, eclectic readings of people. They had to read 1,500 words or so, uh, uh, but it had to be true. And uh, uh, so it always brought out this this strange uh, bunch of people in the literary scene. Uh, but he stopped doing them, and that was like sort of my go-to. And it was easy, and it was comfy, and I didn't have to practice or think about it. So I was doing a lot of them. But uh, I think my next reading here is uh, during uh, Beast Crawl, during uh, or uh, Lick Crawl, during uh, Lick Quake. So um, I'm looking forward to that. But it's it's a ways away. I mean, I guess I'm in semi-retirement. Awesome. Well, <laughs> there you go, um, Tom. You are you currently writing another book? Because your last one, 101, was I loved, and our our reviewers loved it too. You know, it just uh, uh, I I love I, that's my favorite book, but uh, it it didn't it it didn't do that well. I don't know whether uh, uh, whether it was a storm or the circumstance or whether I'm just wrong about it, but uh, um, but yeah, I hope I hope some more people get to read that book. It's uh, it, it's my favorite. I have a book coming out next uh, May called Cold Water with uh, Down and Out Books. And uh, I'm looking forward to jumping on that whole train again and begging for reviews and interviews and the whole <laughs> the whole dance. But, there you, you know, go. And initially, they wanted to release it a year after uh, 101, and I was just like, "Can we push it out? Like, please, like 18 months at least, because it's you know it's it's not easy when you're uh, an indie author. You gotta you gotta uh, carry a lot of that water yourself, you know." 
Yes, you do. Um, well, I will say that my favorite book of yours still remains Knuckleball. I have, I love that book more than life itself. It is just so much fun. So um, I'm glad that you're still well, writing. Go ahead. I'm sitting in my car in the San Francisco Mission right now talking to you with the air conditioning on, and uh, and there's a copy of Knuckleball in my uh, glove compartment. I was going to slip through somebody's door. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that book's pretty special to me for its uh, – it, it's it decided the city it showed. It's it's really my sort it's of, uh, just my. a unique, unique, unique book, and um and and I, I I just I still read that book a couple times a year because I had so much fun with it. Um, who tell everybody where we can find you on the web? Well, my site that I just stare at once uh, every six months and decide I I probably should uh, update it once in a while is. TomPittsAuthor.com, TomPittsAuthor.com, and uh, Instagram, I'm TomPittsAuthor, Twitter, at Mr. Tom Pitts, and Facebook, you can just Google me and you'll see my smiling face. Um, there you go. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out there in all the usual, usual spots, not too, not too hard to find. Please uh, reach out if you, if you feel the need. Now, you'll be, you'll be um, representing us out at BoucherCon this year, correct? Hell yeah, I will. I'm, I'm, I've never been to Dealey Plaza. I'm very excited. All right. Well, I know I just for those of you going, the hotel is sold out. They have um, an overflow capacity right now. So I'm glad you're going to be there. Who else remains with me? Let's start from the top. Alexia, are you here? No. Yes, I'm still here. Oh, you're here. Good. Now, who else is here? Call out. Doug, are you still here? Natasha's here. Who else? Tina? Christy. Christy? Matt. Matt. Okay. Now, have any Matt. of you listened to any of your have any of you listened to your colleague's show by any chance? Have you had a chance Not to really. tune into your No? Listen to your show? Yeah, you listen to my show, Matt? <laughs> listen. I sometimes, you yeah, you call into my on. used to call into my show all the time. I loved it. Then you get your show and I stopped. Then you stopped. I know. <laughs> um, what do you have questions for each other? Anybody? I want to know if anybody else listens to their own show. Me personally, I can't even go back to sort of edit the the, the, the starter end of it to trim it up because I can't stand the sound of my own voice. Although it doesn't <laughs> affect my obnoxious behavior on the air, but I wondered if anybody else has that issue. I don't I edit Bill Myers, and I don't have. This is Bill Myers, and I don't have a show yet. It's in the works, so this is an easy question for me. <laughs> oh, well, let me, let me introduce Bill first of all. That William Myers Jr. wrote his first book that blew sales away. They just blew it away. Um, he, he, it is such a good story that he has two more in, this, in the Philadelphia series. And Bill and I met in person was it two years ago at yeah, I think it was Thriller, two years ago, Thriller Fest? Thriller Fest. And I said, okay, come on and sit down with me. We're going to do the, kind of like this host gig. And he kind of looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> Cause yes, Bill and I was is, right. You are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Bill is also a very, very busy attorney. So I dragged him into the room. We kind of just, you know, said, oh, come on, we're going to do a live interview. And I made Bill sit down with me, not only then, but then the 
last year at, at BoucherCon, too, where I just kind of turned the microphone over to him while I chatted with people. So I said I'd make a podcaster out of you yet. And so lately, you've been doing guest spots on Authors on the Air. Are you having fun with it? Pam, I'm having a lot of fun. I really, I really enjoy this. I love talking about books. I love talking about story, the magic of it, how authors create story. And I love talking with you because you know everybody and you know <laughs> all the books, you read all the books, and you have a real insight into, into the, the process and the magic of story. Thank you. I don't know everybody, but I I can make a contact for most anybody. And it's true, I do read a lot. And, I, and I'm I'm honored that you allowed me to, to beta read for you because it's a hell of a book. Um, you know, I I think that I like hearing authors who who podcast because you have a unique insight into how books are created. I have an insight only because I've been doing this for a long time. You know, I've done I think 1200 interviews since I started. And I go my vacations are going to meet authors at book conferences. It's, it's it sounds horrible, but it's what I love to do the best. I am jealous of every single person who is creative. I am the most uncreative person you'll ever meet except I can cook and I can plan an event or a party. But and ba- and build a radio network. That and thing. build a radio. Well, you know, but I do that with, because of you guys, you know. And and yet I'm so poor. <laughs> um, but it's important to me to have different voices in this network, and that's why I'm thrilled, Bill, that you're joining us. So tell us a little bit about you and your stories, particularly. Well, I'm, um, I started writing years ago, and I wrote novels for, really for the fun of it. And when I got married, I would share my novels, which I would generate one maybe every two years. I would show them to my wife, Lisa, and she would read them and nod her head and say, Bill, <laughs> this is really, really bad. Oh, um, and she was right. And I will tell you she was right. I'm the first to admit she was right because I didn't know anything about how to write story. I, as, a, as an attorney, I could put words on paper, but I didn't really know much about story. And then about five or six years ago, I decided I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a commercially viable novel. And I started reading books on how to write books. And I started reading books with an eye to how is this author – writing? How is this author getting this idea across? You know, you, you look at it from the perspective, not just of a reader enjoying the product, but of a writer trying to learn the craft. And then about five years ago, I finished the book called A Criminal Defense and sent some letters to publishers, never heard anything back, went to a lawyer's conference where um, a guy named Andy Harp who is a lawyer who does the same kind of law I do, also had some published books. I said, Andy, I wrote a book. It's been sitting around gathering dust for two years. I sent letters to publishers, but never heard anything back. And he said, well, you never will hear hear anything back. They don't take your manuscripts. You need an agent. I said, that's great, Andy. How do I get an agent? And he said, well, you can't get an agent. 
<laughs> I said, really? He said, yeah. Is your next door neighbor an agent? Do they like you? And I said, um, seriously, what's the secret? And he told me the secret, and, and I've told this to people who are aspiring writers. You know, the, and you know this, Pam, the big publishing houses, many of which are consolidated, used to have very, very deep benches of editors. Right. And now a lot of these men and women are out there on their own looking for books, looking for authors. If you can get an editor who used to be with a big-time publisher to look at the book and edit it, and if he believes in it, he can get it to an agent. And that's what happened with me. And, I mean, it's amazing because it really was meeting the right person at the right time, somebody who knew the industry where I knew nothing about the industry. Right. Well, and that book actually was wildly successful. I don't know if you anticipated that it would be like that, but it was so wildly successful that um that you had I'm 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 going to look up I'm going to look up right now. You had 7500 more than that, more than 7500 positive reviews on a criminal defense. I mean, yeah, that's was- unheard of for a first for a first novel. Unheard of. Unheard of. Congratulations yeah. on that. Thank you for that. I, I really appreciate you saying that. And I want to say, I want to say, having been to Thriller Fest this year without you being there, because yeah. of Butterscotch, your cat, right? Everyone was talking about missing you because what uh, we missed was you have that round table discussion. You bring all the authors together. Yep. We're all sitting together. We're talking with each other. We're we're listening to each other, and it just wasn't it wasn't the same. It was like the the sense of community wasn't there. I'm sorry. Oh, boy, that makes me sad that I missed it. You know, if there was any way I could have gone, you know I would have been there. I was really looking forward to it. But um, thank you for saying that. And, you know, next year, who knows? Diana Gabaldon is the thriller master, so you never know. I I may go. I'll probably be there. It's the one conference I've gone to all the time. Um, I hope. Anybody, first of all, Let's talk about your website, Bill. Tell everyone where they can find you on the webs. Yeah, the website is www.williamlmyersjr.com, and Facebook is William L. Myers Jr. Right. Um, you can find all these folks on our Facebook page at Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, or just message me, or even just post on my timeline. Everybody's tagged. Um, I want to tell you, it's been a load of fun having working with all of you. Um, you were wonderful colleagues. You, uh, I learned something new from all of you every single time I have a chance. Does anybody have any final thoughts or questions or comments they want to make? Anybody? Well, this is How do you Myers, you find such great intro music? How do I find, <laughs> or how do you find great intro music? Um, well, let's see. Do I have your intro I'm, music I'm, in here? No, I don't. I don't. I haven't found anything. And now that I've heard everybody else's, I'm really jealous. So I'm really okay. (laughs) So we're off. I'll go ahead and send you an email, and I'll tell you where to look, and I'll help you find something. How's that? 
All right. So we, I send everybody the same place, and anybody who's listening, you're looking for jingles or anything like that, it's audiojungle.com. Uh, and you can you can search through intros in they must have a hundred thousand different songs there every genre every type um, you know from from Gregorian chant to hip hop to swing everything uh, my music that I played at the intro, introduction of this show was written and performed by Robert Gregory Brown who's a fabulous author and who is a playwright and musician. So, uh, but my other, the intro music that I use now also came from Audio Jungle. Um, anybody else with a question, Bill? Um, I, I just want to say everybody keep writing the books. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a great art. It, it entertains people. It informs people. And, you know, recognize and appreciate your craft and just keep writing those books. Absolutely. Um, anybody else have have a comment or want to say goodbye or do a shout out to anyone? Hi, this Hello. is Tessa, and I just want to say that I am totally in awe of everyone who can actually put pen to paper and write a book. Um, I, I listen to every podcast that I possibly can have time to listen to, and I learn a lot from each one. I'm not a natural born interviewer so i like listening to um what you guys have to say and uh i want to give a special shout out to dp law um college football season is almost here and uh <laughs> roll Todd roll <laughs> absolutely amen to that that's great I'll add, I, I, I do have i do have a book coming in october and another in may so if any of you are looking for someone to chat with Give me a shout out and we'll have some fun and laughs. Hey, Doug, thanks a lot for that. I really appreciate that. And uh, you know that everybody's going to put you on their show because you're just so much fun to talk to. Christy, you have something to say? Yeah, thank you. Um, I wanted to say that, uh, you know, even if you are, you know, if you prefer a particular genre or anything, I think one of the greatest things about podcasts is that you can sort of explore a genre without even having to take the time to read it. So if you're a slow reader, I'm a slow pleasure reader, um, then I can listen to these podcasts and discover new authors and um, sort of experience these books before I read them and uh, get to know the author a little bit more in depth. And then I can, you know, decide if I want to take a chance on something I've never read before, a new author, something, uh, you know, a new subgenre that I just haven't really been into yet. And right. um, I think that podcasts allow us to do really cool things like that. I agree with you 100%. Um, uh, so while I still have the remaining few of you, let's start at the top again. Um, uh, Alexa, are you still with me? Alexa, Alexa? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Alexa, I'm still here. Um, what is the word? Oh, listen, my my. My Alexa wants to talk now. Um, what is the, have you ever had a bad podcast experience or have you not been on long enough to have had a bad one? Um, I, my fourth episode just, uh, uh, was released today and, uh, that was with, uh, Paula Munay, Paula Munay, mm-hmm. who's a, um, mm-hmm. an agent as well as a best-selling author. Uh, no, actually everyone has been, Awesome. Um, I, maybe I'm just picking my guests really well, but uh, so far, all all four guests have been terrific. 
Who else is on? Christy, are you still here? Yes, I am. Anything uh, that you wish you could have a do-over on? Oh, I can't say that. Sometimes I wish that the show could go on for like two hours because I just have <laughs> right. so many things that I want to ask, you know, and we've had some great in-depth conversations and half an hour and half an hour is pretty short when you're talking, especially to authors who are super experienced and have a yep. lot to say. So sometimes I wish I could just go on and on with them. Um, but I haven't really had uh, bad experiences. I mean, if an author was looking to, uh, has never been interviewed and wants to be interviewed, then I would just say my my best advice to them is to not hold back and to really right. open up and feel free to just go on uh, and, and not limit yourself when you're talking. But I've been very Absolutely. fortunate. Absolutely. Great guest. Very good. Doug, you don't interview. In your prior podcast, did you interview? Yeah, uh, Jan and I did uh, crime and science for uh, three and a half years, but we inter- we interviewed professionals in law enforcement and uh, and forensic science and things like that, and there were some authors, but uh, it was mainly due to crime and science, of course. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the herding the cats sometimes was difficult. We had to record at night, and we had to get John Rob on, who was our producer, because he ran right. the whole thing, and and it got to be that. And then sometimes some of these people are used to testifying in court, and so they say very little. And so Jan and I keep trying to coax stuff out of it. Right. You can say more about that if you want to, you know, so that kind of thing. But most of the time it went, 95% of the time, absolutely smooth. Yeah, I, I, I have found that in one or two times I will ask a question and they give an answer and that's it, and I'm I'm waiting for elaboration. Yeah. Because this is the time for writers to sparkle and shine. Um, who else is left with me? Tessa, I talked to you. Who else is here? Bill and Matt, who else? Matt. 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 What have yeah. you got to say for yourself? Well, I did have one really shitty interview with you about a month ago. <laughs> it's true. You did interview me. That's because... He asked. He asked someone, and they said not tonight. And he called me at the last minute. And that, said, is not, <laughs> that is not true. You know, it's not true. No, he we said, talked oh, about doing it for a long time. We talked about doing it for a long did. time. I know we did. I know. He is Sorry the about first the background person. background noise. I'm walking Angus. Okay, so the Matt Coyle actually is the one who did the first serious interview of me, but I have been on another show, and I will post that for you because it was hysterical. Um, Bill, give us a sign-off. Um, here's the sign-off. Thank everybody for listening to Authors on the Air. We love readers just like readers love writers. Thank you for reading the books. Thank you for loving story. And thank you, hosts, for being with me. And thank you, Mom and Dad. I love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.